Hi, Mama. I'm so excited to be back with you today. I am really excited to continue our series on Peaceful Mama, how we can be a peaceful mom through the holidays and into the new year as we start a brand new year. I've discovered that I think New Year's is actually my favorite holiday. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas season, but there's something about the new year where you get to like set goals and uh, map things out for the year and just have this fresh newness. I just love it so much. And it's not that you can't set goals the rest of the year or plan or whatever, but it's just something so amazing about starting a whole new year and getting that opportunity to just completely reset, completely plan it all out, dream for what that looks like. So I am so excited for that. And we'll have to do some some dreaming around here, too. We're going to be talking about that in the Morning Mama Academy in our last weeks about dreaming and planning, but I'll have to make sure that we get some of that on the podcast as well because oh, I don't know if you're like me, but it's just the best. I love thinking of what the world is going to look like over the next year. Maybe you are someone that struggles with that and you're like, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what that looks like to dream. I am not good at that. I am like a realist, practical, which we need you in the world. And that is amazing. But we also need the people like me. God created us different for a reason. And so I would love to help you walk through that process. Dreaming, I think, begins inward by looking at what God has placed inside of us, these gifts, these passions, how he created us so uniquely. And when we look at that, we can then discover these these things, these clues kind of, to where he might be calling us. And and from that place, we can then look outward and look into the world and what God might have for us to do in this world. And it might be some really big, amazing stuff. And we're going to plan out what that looks like in our academy. We're going to talk about how we can take those inward things and begin to take small steps. You're not going to leave with you know, uh, to start a business unless, you know, that's really like something God has placed on your heart and you're right at the precipice of that. But usually it starts a little bit smaller and God calls you to just to say yes to the little things. So don't get me wrong. God might tell you to start a business, but if that overwhelms you, it also can start with a lot smaller things and God can begin to grow your faith, grow your confidence as he guides you on this path to really stepping fully into what he has for you. I mean, really, that's how I got here. You know, I just kept saying yes to what the opportunities he would present me, you know, leading a connect group at my church or I began to lead a team at my church. And then I led the whole ministry and, you know, slowly like God just kept bringing these opportunities to me and I was faithful to say yes to it. And through that, I got to serve him and do amazing things. But then it just built this confidence in me that, okay, look, I could do that. Okay, I could do this. And I mean, even though this was a terrifying leap to to take. There's no way I would have even taken that leap had it not been for all of those little yeses along the way. So in the academy, we're, we're not going to just shove you off a cliff. Uh, it might feel like a cliff, but it's not the ultimate cliff. We're going to help you just take that next step of what it looks like to be obedient and to say yes to God and what he has before you. So if you want some help with that dreaming aspect, I'm really excited for that portion of the academy. I know it is about healing, but really I believe that is a crucial piece of this healing process. So if you want some help with that planning process, with that dreaming process, want someone to push you a little bit farther, help you think a little bit bigger, help see some of the things inside of you, then make sure you get into the academy. 
I batch record my episodes, so I don't know how many people are in at this point. There's only 10 spots, though, so you better hurry, because that's not a lot. And maybe that is just your next step. If you if you want to say yes to God, and you're a little bit scared, a little bit nervous, you don't know what it's all going to be like, that might just be your next step that God is calling you to. So don't say no to him. If you want more from him, you have to begin saying yes. So talk to him. See if this is what he has for you. If you feel that tug on your heart, it means pro- God is probably calling you to this. And just begin praying that he would make a way. If, if finances are an issue, that he would make a way God, and he would show you how how to do this. And I'm excited. It's going to be life-changing for all of us. And I just can't wait. Ah, it's still so many weeks away, but it's getting closer minute by minute. So stoked. But today, oh, and if you want to check out more about that, make sure you go to morningmamaacademy.gr8. That's the number 8gr8.com. Morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. Has all the information there. You can check out more details about the program. You can sign up and get on the get on the list and I'm excited. But today I have, you know, we talked about last couple of weeks what is underneath our anger and while I've talked about how, what essential work that is today, I have kind of like a couple of reframes that you can use for these situations because, yeah, we got to know what's underneath it, but sometimes reframing things can be such a simple fix and it's still got to do the bigger work. But these are just some reframes that I have kind of held in my pocket that have made things that could have been awful and could have led to a lot of anger, a lot more enjoyable and really fun. So I'm excited to share them with you. Uh, It's just kind of a fun topic today. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. So today I have four reframes for you that can help you kind of just take tough situations and make them more fun or give you the confidence and the motivation to try something new that might not go well, that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone to do this with your kids. So these are just some things that I have done kind of naturally in motherhood. I think it carried on from things that I learned before motherhood. And it's it's just been fun. Okay, the first one is just my ultimate favorite this is something that's a huge value of mine. I think it probably stemmed from a college roommate that was just all about this. But this is the hack. It's to see everything as an adventure. Now, I looked up the definition of adventure, and the definition says, an unusual and exciting, typically hazardous experience or activity. I love that so much. An unusual and exciting, typically hazardous experience or activity. And I think this can be so true of what it looks like to go out into the world with our kiddos, especially if we're solo and we have multiple kiddos and we are outnumbered. It can be chaos, right? But the trick is seeing that chaos, seeing that 
potential for it all to go wrong, and even when it does go wrong, seeing it actually that part as exciting rather than triggering. Now you got to do the work to really get to this place, but instead of being like, oh my gosh, all this chaos means that I'm not good enough or I'm out of control and nothing's going right. You see it as like, oh my gosh, this is even more adventurous than I thought. Like, wow, look at this adventure we are on. This is for sure hazardous. This is very exciting because I don't know what's going to happen next. (laughs) It's a little unusual. People are staring at us. But all of those elements actually create this cool space to be with your kids in that's fun, that's different. And when I think of adventure, I go back to my college days, like I was saying, and, you know, I went to a Christian college, so, you know, we weren't going to frat parties or anything like that on school nights or weekends. What we were doing is we would go out in my friend's van, and we would go on adventures. (laughs) And it was like the silliest, most random things. Like, we would go sneak into a hot tub. We would go have parking lot dance parties. We would go have a Nerf war in a grocery store. We even one time went to this this orange orchard. You know, we're in Southern California, and we just went. It was at night times. So we're just, like, walking around, and it was kind of creepy, and it was exciting, and it felt so fun. And actually, the next day, my friends, he lived up near there, and his mom woke him up the next day and said, look at this newspaper article. And I guess a dead body had been found in the orange orchard the next day. So he's like, could have been us. But really, that, like, that's what we wanted. Like, that kind of excitement, the the risk-taking, like, something could go wrong. We're not really supposed to be doing this, but it's not really bad. You know, it's kind of like just this exciting time. And so I, I try and see my parenthood through that same lens, and not that we're, like, breaking rules, but it just, like, you know, when you walk in, and I only have two kids. I know some of you have so many kids, so you must feel this on another level. But I, we walk into a restaurant, and it's just a little bit of chaos, and people just have to kind of embrace it. And the more that things go wrong, the more complications arise. That means it's more adventure. That means it's more risky. It's more exciting. So if the ice cream falls, whoa, look at this adventure we're having. What's going to (laughs) happen? And like just such a silly example from my life. But really, I think motherhood, especially in its early years, it can feel very adventurous to do anything outside of the house with your kids. So on Monday mornings, my son used to have swim class. And so I would take him to swim class. It's just like a 30-minute class. And he was two at the time. And my daughter, during this span, we would do this every Monday. She was probably between like four months and 10 months, like during those those months. And we would go to swim class. And then we, instead of going back home, because then we wouldn't really have time to do anything else before nap time, we would just go straight to this lake that's nearby us. And just, just that felt like chaos. Like my son hadn't peed yet. My daughter needed to be nursed. So I had to nurse her in the car and I had to keep my two-year-old entertained in the car while I was nursing. And so he would be like roaming around the car and I would give him like a baby wipe to like, he wanted to help clean and he was cleaning the car. And then we would have to like wait for the, we would go to this little pokey place there and we would wait for the pokey place to open and we would just kind of be outside sitting and just like when you have these little kids and you're just one person, it just feels, at least the way I see it, it feels like an adventure. We'd go in, we'd go to the potty and just like going to the potty with a baby on you and a two-year-old that's still kind of potty trained, you got to help him a lot. 
just chaos. And so it just felt like this grand adventure. We would go and have a picnic by the lake, which, you know, no one's sitting in a chair that holds them down. My daughter, when she's learned to crawl, I'd had to keep like grabbing her and setting her back down. My, you know, son's plate would often flip over because it wasn't on a table. Like it just was a little bit of chaos and, but silly and so fun. And because I saw it as an adventure, it made it so fun. But really, if I wouldn't have seen it that way, I could have easily been constantly triggered by all the things that we had to do, just feeling out of control, feeling, you know, there's these two humans that like outnumber me that I cannot control their behavior. I can't control what they're going to do next. And there's all these other elements happening. Like it'd be super hot one day or, you know, it's Southern California. So it's always back and forth. Like it would be really cold, you know, like all of these different elements. And that's such a silly example, but I just know myself. And if I would have gone into that, those moments with a different mindset, oh my gosh, I would have been so overwhelmed. I would have been like, why are we doing this? This is pointless. Like, you know, there's, there's so many things to control and I can't control them all. But because I shifted my mindset, it became this really fun thing that we all looked forward to every week. And I think we just have to take this, this mindset on with all of the things with our kiddos, like, you know, holiday events, (laughs) anything. We just have to see it as this adventure. And the more chaotic it gets, the more adventure is awaiting. All right, number two, it kind of goes hand in hand with the first one, but it's to embrace chaos. So, you know, like I was kind of saying, when the chaos ensues, don't be overwhelmed by it. Don't see it as a sign that you're not good enough. Don't see it as a sign that you're out of control. Just laugh at it. Like, oh my gosh, like what in the world is happening right now? It's like when we have those moments and we try to control them, we end up out of control because it's impossible to control them. So then we are adding to the situation because we are dysregulated. We are not acting out of a place of peace. And it just spirals everyone even more. So you've got to stop being under the illusion that you can control things, that you can control your kids, that you can control the situation, you can control the outcome. None of that is true. It will never be true. You cannot control the outcome or how things go. So instead... Just let it roll. Roll with it. Roll with how things are going to go. Laugh at it. Like sometimes I just step back and I'm like, this is hilarious. You know, like you often hear people say like in a few years, this is going to be hilarious. Let it be hilarious now. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done, depending on like the severity of what is happening. Like I remember we we were just traveling to North Carolina and on that plane ride, like there was this moment coming home where my son had a potty accident. My daughter was screaming her head off and I was, it was the beginning of the flight. And I was like, okay, how are we going to do this? Like, And I, I, I think I got myself to the point where I was laughing at it, but for a while it was just anxious and, you know, unsettled because I was like, what is happening? What are people thinking? How is this going to go? Are we going to survive this? But when I remember to embrace the chaos instead of fighting against it, I just relax and I'm like, oh, this is funny. All right. How am I going to get through this? Like, what? And then I can have a clear head to problem solve, right? And along with laughing at it all, make sure you just take time to be impressed with yourself. Like, yes, I am taking care of these two 
four, five, six, however many kids you have, crazy kids right now. And this is insane. And this is hilarious. And I don't know where this is going, but man, I am handling this. I'm impressed. And even when you like return from those outings where it didn't go perfectly and maybe you even messed up, like still be impressed with yourself. Like, well, I survived that. Didn't do it the best I could, but I survived that. That was pretty chaotic. (laughs) Just like take a moment to appreciate yourself and like as mom, how amazing you are. And, you know, even when I'm like running around before school and I feel like I have 500 things to do before we can get out the door and I have this opportunity just to feel overwhelmed and discouraged and hopeless or angry, you know, let it go to anger. But I most often choose to just be like, this is crazy. Like there's so much I have to do as a mom and I'm impressed with myself. Like I'm managing this. We might be a minute late, but look at me go. So make sure you take that appreciation for yourself because you deserve it. We are amazing as mothers. Seriously. Like just think about it. It's incredible. All right. Number three. So we talked about this a little bit, but let's go a little bit more deep in your job is not to control your kids. That is not what you're called to. That's not your job. That's not at all what you're supposed to be doing. It's also impossible, but that's (laughs) not even your job. Your job is to coach them, to shepherd them, to guide them, to teach them, to just help them walk in the path. And I want you to think about how God leads you. Like, what does that look like as, as God and Holy Spirit leading guides your growth process? Like, God actually has the capacity to control us if he wanted to, but he has chosen not to. He has given us this free will. And there's a reason for that, because that is how we have real relationships. That is how we have real freedom, because we have to be able to choose. And the same goes with your kids. Like, they are not going to know how to choose correctly if you try and control them. They have to have these opportunities for growth, for teaching, for mistakes so that they can understand what it looks like to make the right decisions. They can see how their right decisions lead to health and goodness and, and, you know, God's peace and how their bad decisions lead to consequences and yucky feelings inside of them. And sometimes just bad practical results happening, right? Like there are real life consequences to our actions. And so your kids are going to make mistakes, like a lot of them. That is part of growing up. That's part of learning. I mean, think about you and, you know, you're an adult and you're still messing up, right? That's like probably why you're here. We can't hold our kids to a standard that we can't even uphold, right? So like we got to let go of this idea of perfection or control or getting it right all of the time. And so You know, I think when we all back up, we can see that and we're like, yeah, this is just part of the process. But I think in those little moments where our kids aren't listening, where we're impatient with them, where where they're not behaving well, I think we can lose sight of that bigger picture and we just want them to act the right way. They know how to act the right way, right? And I can even get in that space myself all the time. It's so easy to slip into that. But while we do need firm boundaries and, and clear consequences, we don't need to get dysregulated by their behavior. So we have to know that they're going to make mistakes. There's going to be some bad behavior. There's going to be some of that. Again, it's not that we ignore it. It's not that they don't have consequences for it, but we don't have to get caught up in it. We don't have to be triggered by it because 
we know it's part of the learning process. We, we know it's part of what it looks like to grow up. And that is so key because when we get caught up in all of that, then we, we get dysregulated, which again is going to cause more dysregulation in our kids. They're going to get more triggered. They're going to act out more of their destructive coping, which looks like more defiance, which looks like more tantrums, which looks like more not doing what we want them to do. And so, and right, we are, we're trying to tell them to behave well and to make the right decisions while we are currently in the middle of not behaving and making the right decisions. Like, it's pretty hard to call someone to something that you're not doing. Like, it doesn't usually work. And so we have to be in a place of peace when we are trying to teach our kids and call them into this space. Otherwise, like, what are they going to learn, right? We, we know kids learn so much more by what they see than by what they hear. So if they're seeing you dysregulated, yelling, whatever, controlling, how are they going to make that right decision? And, and I'm just going to say they're not because or they're going to do it out of fear, out of a place of pain not out of a place of learning and peace. And when we're dysregulated, we can't learn. We're in like survival mode. We're just trying to get through it. And so when our kids are in that dysregulated space, they are unable to learn from what's happening. Their prefrontal cortex is not engaged. And so they are not gaining insight. They're not gaining like, oh, this is a consequence. They are just in that fight or flight mode. So the only way to get them out of that, to get them to actually learn from what's happening in their choices is for us to stay calm and not get dysregulated. I know I talk about this a lot, but it is possible. I promise you. And if that feels really big and really impossible and you're far from that, the Academy is the spot for you because we are going deep into this. I'm going to help you understand why you're doing that and help you get to the bottom of it. And then you have these tools that you can walk out and learn to stay calm, even when your kids are freaking out. (laughs) It's going to be great. Okay. And then number four, talked about this a little bit, but we have to let go of expectations. Now I talked about this in the training I did in the Facebook group, which if you haven't caught, it was really fun about how to be a peaceful mom over the holidays, kind of the, the intro to this series. Make sure you catch it in our Facebook group. But, you know, we have to let go of all these expectations we have. And really, this is a big, big lesson I have learned and probably am still learning it if I am going to be honest. But I, because I'm such a dreamer, I'm a visionary. I love thinking of the future and planning and think I'm an idealist. I love thinking of of the, the possibilities. And so... When there would be an event that my family would go to, whether, you know, I'm thinking more recent, like at my my nuclear family, I would get so excited about, you know, like a vacation we were going to take or a a date me and my husband were going to have, you know, whatever it was. And because I'm such a dreamer and an idealist, in my mind, it was going to be so great in all of these ways. And I imagined how the conversation would go and I imagined how it would begin and I imagined what I would feel like. And all of that is good and well, but I would take all of those expectations into those moments and it would be a disaster because like 
The things we dream and plan are never going to work out exactly like we saw them in our head. And so maybe I could have gotten to that connected place with my husband on this date, but because he didn't ask the question in the right time in the right way to begin with, I would get triggered and become dysregulated and withdrawn or angry or whatever, and I would miss out on any potential future of actual connection. Or maybe the restaurant wasn't quite right, or like, you know, the food wasn't good, and I would just let all of these expectations color the how the how the moment went instead of just being present and living in it. And I think this goes with our kids too. Like you know, especially if we're putting expectations into the holidays and such, these kind of big things can really overwhelm our kids, like can trigger them because they're just trying to process it all and they get overstimulated. And so sometimes they actually create this, this thing where they're worse than normal. They're more tantrum-y. They're more defiant. They're more withdrawn. Like whatever you're dealing with, it, it's increased because they're overstimulated. And then if you add in your expectations of how the holiday was going to go and what you envision your family time to look like and how connected you would be and there would be laughter by the fire and all you have is screaming children under the tree and none of the presents are even unwrapped yet and you're like, okay, what is, what is even happening? Um, that just is going to add fuel to the fire. And again, if you're not regulated, your kids can't get to that regulated place. So it's just going to create this cyclone of pain and of dysregulation and of bad behavior on everyone's part. And so it's good to dream. It's good to imagine and think of the possibilities and go there because that motivates us and inspires us and drives us forward. But once the day comes, once the thing comes, we have to let go of all of that. It got us there. It helped us set up this, you know, cool event where now we're going to make gingerbread houses on Christmas because, you know, we planned for that because we had this vision. But now that the day has come, we have to let go of what we think gingerbread houses, how that's going to go, because it might be horrible. (laughs) And that's okay. And that's when you got to like shift your mind to, wow, what an adventure. There's frosting on every wall. This is amazing. How funny. But if you go in with your expectations of, oh, we're going to be so connected and there's going to be these beautiful houses that we create and, you know, then you're going to be really disappointed when your kid doesn't want to make a house and you're like, great. But If you don't get dysregulated because you've left your expectations behind you, then you can problem solve clearly. Because remember, you cannot problem solve clearly if you are dysregulated. So if you can stay in this peaceful place, then you can problem solve. And you're like, oh, you don't want to make a house. Well, let's try and make a dinosaur out of toothpicks and gumdrops. Or a car or something that like motivates them. Or let's play a game with the candy, you know, like getting creative and finding something that your kid wants to do. And if you can leave your expectations to the side, then you can be ready for that. So especially this holiday season, make sure, make sure you do the planning and the prepping and take all of that vision you have and and prepare with it. Use it to inspire you and motivate you and then release it. And just see what God wants to do with that day. See where God guides you and leads you. And it's going to be great because just being present in those moments is so beautiful. Because even if it's complete chaos, that is an opportunity for learning. That is an opportunity for growth. Like leaning into God's peace in the midst of that chaos, that is powerful. So there's always 
opportunity waiting for you if you can just continue to choose peace. And that is like the whole second part of the restoration theory model. After we form our pain cycles, we form our peace cycles. That's what it's called. Peace cycle is the truth about who you are and that you're safe. And it's what regulates you. It helps you get back to that grounded place so you can walk out that peace. You can be that peaceful mama that you desire to be. So I hope this has blessed you. I hope you can implement these. Come into the Facebook group, share some adventures you have been on. I would love to hear your chaos and laugh with you. And make sure if you just want to learn, if you're ready to walk out this peaceful mama life, make sure you jump into the Morning Mama Academy. And I can't wait to get to know your story there and help you craft this life that God's calling you to. So let me pray over you. God, I thank you for humor. I thank you for all that you trust us with as moms. I thank you that we just get to have fun, God, when we when we can release all expectations, we can release what we think we should be doing or what we think things should look like. And we can just be grounded in the present and grounded in you, God. Oh, man, there's so many possibilities. And it is incredible how you have equipped us to do this crazy task of raising these humans. Wow. You trust us with a lot, God. I just pray over everyone listening, God, that you would just help them to choose this, help to, them to choose these reframes, God, bring them to their minds where they're in these moments, God, and just bring them your peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord, and just to help them to see clearly the possibilities and not get stuck in that overwhelmed space or that triggered space. And we know that you're working with us, God. We know that we can trust you to do this work in us and through us, God. And we thank you for that. We just pray that that blessing and that peace over our families right now, God, and in this holiday season. You're so good, God. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.